story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello everybody Welcome to Story Time with Mama G the podcast. I am Mamaji herself and I am very, 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 very delighted that you are joining me here on this sunny, rainy, windy, snowy day, wherever you are, whatever the weather is. I'm very pleased that you are all here. Now, I have some fabulous, well, I have one fabulous story for you today and I have a very fabulous book of the week and To be told, we have a very fabulous show. I'm very excited. But before I tell you the story, don't forget that you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for at Stories. I will be delighted to have you visit any of my social media channels because they are all rather wonderful. And you will be thrilled also because it means that you can keep up to date with everything that I am doing, and my gosh, darlings, I am doing a lot. I'm a terribly busy person these days. But now, all of that aside, shall we have a story? I think we shall. Let's get straight into it. This is a brand new story written by yours truly, and it is called The Really Wet. Dragon. A school for dragons is very different to a school for humans. Dragons don't sit behind desks and read textbooks. They're out in the field learning useful dragon things, like flying, saving damsels in distress, fighting errant knights, and breathing fire. Whereas, it could be argued that most humans don't have a natural instinct for the things they learn from textbooks, like algebra or the geopolitical landscape of Spain in the 16th century, So they stay at school for ages, and ages, and ages. But oh, how Dragonimo wished that he could go to a human school and not have to suffer the daily indignity of being a terrible dragon at a dragon school. You see, Dragonimo wasn't like the other dragons. A dragon's natural instincts can be so dangerous that they're not allowed to even practice them until they get to school. And even then, they're not allowed to do them without supervision until they've passed all the tests. So, you can imagine, every dragon is chomping at the bit to get to school. In the months, weeks and days leading up to his first day at school, Dragonimo dreamt of flying, 
saving damsels, fighting knights, and breathing fire. Breathing fire, oh! To be like his papa and be able to cook a barbecue in 10 seconds from a hundred feet away. But as is so often the case, his sleeping dreams were a million miles away from his waking reality. The first day of Dragon School was the most exciting day of Dragonimo's life. He immediately made some new friends, Dragnatius and Dragonic, and he roared with excitement when their teacher said that the very first lesson would be breathing fire. When they got to the first lesson, all the young dragons stood in front of a marshmallow on a stick that was about two metres away. All they had to do was cook their marshmallow perfectly, crisp on the outside, gooey on the inside, and not burned. Dragnatius was the first to go. She took a deep breath and blew fire out of her mouth with such force that she was thrown back and the marshmallow was completely disintegrated. Dragonic went next. They used all their might, but their flame just about licked the marshmallow, and that was it. Dragonimo was going to have to show them how it was all done. He took the same deep breath as Dragnatius used all the same might as Dragonic. But all that left his lips was water. Gallons and gallons of water. Dragonic and Dragnatius were laughing at Dragonimo too. <laughs> what sort of dragon are you? snorted Dragonic, little flames coming out of their nose. Oh, a really wet one guffawed Dragnatius as Dragonimo chilled on a soggy marshmallow. Not the best start, my young dragons, said their teacher, but we'll get there. Dismissed. Dragonimo felt so sad, but vowed that the next lesson would be better. It wasn't. Every single lesson more and more water poured out of his mouth. The dragons even started wearing wetsuits. But dragons in wetsuits still weren't as funny as a dragon breathing water. After one particularly challenging lesson, his teacher said, oh, Perhaps try eating some spicy food before tomorrow's lesson. Then he laughed and marched off to his next class who were all stood in front of bonfires. Dragonimo watched the bonfire class with jealousy. He wished that would be him one day. Nobody had any use for a dragon that breathed water, least of all his papa. As he stared at the class, he saw them all turn and point and laugh at him. And then he saw Dragnatius and Dragonic doing the same with their friends. School was suddenly a lot lonelier than he expected. But he carried on watching the bonfire class, 
hoping to get some inspiration. Each dragon was lighting their bonfire expertly. Oh, they made it look easy. Evidently, Dragnatius agreed. She ran over, too excited to contain herself, and exhaled her untrained flames at the class. Flames went everywhere. Every single bonfire was alight, and it was getting so hot that the bonfires were sharing flames, until they had become one big bonfire. All the dragons started to panic. They tried to pat the fire out with their wings, but they just fanned the flames instead. The fire was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Flames started to lick the school building and started spreading to trees and bushes. The dragons all ran away as far as they could and watched the fire brigade try and control the fire. But it was so ferocious it would take them hours. And it was dragon size after all. And firemen are traditionally human adult size. So, much smaller. Dragonimo was stood by himself, watching, when his teacher came over and said, I think this is a job for a water-breathing dragon. Dragonimo tried to protest, but before too long, hundreds of dragons were chanting, Dragonimo, Dragonimo, Dragonimo! And he realised that he must be the dragon for the job. Dragonimo flew above the fire, took a deep breath and blew. Water cascaded everywhere, and before too long, the school field looked less like a fireplace and more like a swimming pool. Everything was a blur to Dragonimo, but as the last flame died down, he could just hear the sound of the other dragons cheering. He looked down and gave them all a smile, and then flew a victory lap of the school. Dragonimo had saved his school. Dragonimo had always been different, but now, for the first time, he saw how important being different was. And his classmates finally saw it too, and they never let him forget it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that story, The Really Wet Dragon. I have fallen a little bit in love with Dragonimo, Dragnasus and Dragonic. I think they might be rather wonderful dragons, especially now that Dragnasus and Dragonic understand just how incredible Dragonimo is. And I hope you enjoyed that story as well. And I hope it's helped you realise that the thing that makes you different from everybody else is the thing that makes you not only unique but incredible, 
wonderful and the person that you are. It's always worth bearing in mind. And now my book of the week is along those lines. So let's just plough through this show today. Shall we head straight into the book of the week? Shall we? Here we go. Now, the book of the week is called I Am Jazz. It's by Jessica Herthel and Jazz Jennings, and it's illustrated by Sheila McNicholas. Now, there is a very important reason that I have chosen this book to be my book of the week. And that reason is that this past week has been Trans Awareness Week. And today, the day that this podcast is being released, the 20th of November, 2020, all the 20s there for you, is International Trans Day of remembrance. Now, you will already know that I support the charity Mermaids, which is a charity here in the UK that works with young people who are experiencing gender dysphoria. It also works with their families and uh, the professionals who support them. And I think Mermaid does an incredible job and I'm very proud to be able to use my work to support them and raise awareness of their work. And I think that their work is especially important this year because I don't know what's happened to 2020, but it sort of imploded on itself, hasn't it? What with the pandemic and uh, the US elections, things happening in this country, such as preparing for Brexit and just, well, you know, the pandemic. Everything's been going ever so slightly wrong. But something we often forget to address is that when things go wrong, they affect marginalised communities uh, even more. And communities that some people don't understand often bear the brunt of frustrations and people's anger that should be being aimed in another direction. One of these communities that has seen a rise in attacks on them this year is the trans community, especially the black trans community. And I find it absolutely heartbreaking because I think that trans people are some of the bravest, strongest, most incredible people that we are fortunate to have in this world. And we're very fortunate that they are committed to sharing their true selves with us. And I'm so appreciative of every single person who is able to do that and every single person who's going through the process of understanding that that's what they want to do. There's great strength in that. And the fact that people think they can attack them in lots of ways, verbally and unfortunately sometimes physically, which is not very nice at all, is beyond me. Because we should never attack anyone for them being who they are. You know what I say all the time, everyone has the right to be who they are. And I believe that so fiercely. So having a week to make ourselves more aware of what trans people experience and having a day to remember the experience of trans people that haven't been so positive uh, is very important. Now, 
as adults, um, some people can struggle to understand transgender as a concept and an idea, especially a few older adults, because our ideas around gender have changed and modernized and it can be very difficult as a grown-up to change the way you think um, no matter how open-minded you are but there are wonderful books out there that help us understand and explain and a lot of these books are written for children and it's wonderful and heartwarming that they exist uh, one of the very first books uh, a picture book to be released explaining what it is to be transgender and what the experience is like uh, was published uh, six years ago in 2014 and it was I Am Jazz. Uh, now, it's based on the story of Jazz Jennings who is a real person and she was 13 when this book was published and then I believe there was a reality TV series about her and now she does lots of incredible work um, to raise awareness of transgender issues especially in America. Um, and she had help from Jessica Herthel, who is um, a director of the Stonewall National Education Project, uh, which works with a lot of schools in America. And it's illustrated by Sheila McNicholas, who is a British illustrator. So this is a truly international work of art and literature. And it's uh, the most wonderful book. I know I always say that, but I wouldn't choose a book of the week if it wasn't wonderful, would I? And it beautifully explains the experience from us meeting Jazz when people thought that she was a boy and uh, her explaining what she liked to do, which was play with her girlfriends, pretend she's a pop star, swim, uh, pretending she was a mermaid, about how difficult it was that people thought that she was doing girl things when she was a boy. And then eventually her parents start to understand and then they go to a doctor and the doctor speaks to her and decides that Jazz is transgender. And literally that night, uh, her parents hug her and say, be who you are, we love you no matter what. And then Jazz says, this made me smile and smile and smile. And there was a very interesting sentence uh, on the previous page uh, where she says, pretending I was a boy felt like telling a lie. And I think that's really interesting because basically Jazz is saying that the moment she was conscious and aware of herself she felt like she was pretending to be a boy and there will be humans amongst us who will have grown up to become adults and spent that entire time pretending that who people see them as is who they are and that's heartbreaking but the wonderful thing about I Am Jazz is that you know that these stories can have a happy ending and that these stories are absolutely worth the effort and the time and the patience and our support. So that is the book of the week. It is I Am Jazz by Jessica Herthel, Jazz Jennings, Sheila McNicholas. It is published by, I would love to tell you, it is published by Dial Books for Young Readers, which is a division of Penguin Young Readers Group. Um, I got my copy from the bookshop Gaze the Word, which is in central London, and does amazing books for, um, well, about LGBT uh, experiences and people, but they are, of course, for everyone. And I'm sure you can get it on bookshop.org 
or hive.co.uk. That was the book of the week, and it really is a wonderful book. I would highly recommend that you go out and find yourself a copy. Uh, also, I forgot to mention, uh, it is regularly on the banned books list in America, which is frankly quite shocking because it is a gorgeous and wonderful book. So, um, revolt and buy yourself a copy. We'll see if your local library has a copy. Uh, and of course, as is tradition, that does bring us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Just search for at Mamaji Stories. And I do love to hear from you. So please do get in touch. Uh, you can hear me on Glitterbeam Radio every Sunday at 1 p.m. UK time. Um, you can download the Glitterbeam app. Or find it on the internet, I believe, glitterbeam.co.uk. And don't forget, you can buy tickets to see me in pantomime at the Rapun at the Woodville uh, in Rapunzel, where I will be playing Dame Dolly Dumpling. You can go to woodville.co.uk and get your tickets for that. I'll be there between the 11th of December and the 3rd of January. And tickets for Eunice the Musical are still available, but they are selling very fast, my darlings, so get yourselves involved. Eunice the Musical will be at the Stanley Halls in South London from December the 19th to December the 24th. Tickets at www.stanleyhalls.org.uk. And don't forget, of course, that is based on my story, Eunice the Horse, which I know you all love. So that is marvellous. And I do have a few more things that I can announce probably on next week's episode. And uh, I have two more Facebook, uh, three more Facebook Lives left. The next two Sundays, Sunday the 22nd and 29th at 6pm on my Facebook page. And uh, Wednesday the 25th at 1pm on my Facebook page. So do come and join in the storytelling fun uh, on Facebook. But I'll see you all next week. Au revoir. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G.